Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 142 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val. With me is the man, the myth, the legend, PSA and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, Logan. How are you doing? I'm feeling too tough to tame. Good, good. Hey, Bella. I see Bella back there. Yep, uh, she just came upstairs. She heard me calling. Okay. Let's see some housekeeping here. Oh, no. Well, let's see what we're going to talk about today. I'm already getting into our sponsors and everything. <laughs> but everybody wants to know what we're going to talk about today. We're going to do a racing recap. We're going to talk about NASCAR 75 greatest drivers. They've announced the total list. So, uh, actually, we're recording Thursday. And then Panini Flawless is it coming in NASCAR. And then we'll finish up the show with King's Court. And then all the other little stuff that Logan wants, uh, we'll sprinkle in there. So, yeah, we've got some odds and ends and stuff going on. We're good. All right. Now, thanks to our sponsor, Panini America. Appreciate that. Also, shout out to Tim Mozzie, Skidmarks, Kyle Katz, Anthony Havens, Cade Hesterman, and us to be fast. I think maybe like used to be fast. All right, let's go to that. Used to be fast for uh, the YouTube comments. We appreciate that very much. Some great conversation in the comments there. And of course, we read them, so please leave them. And so we had a little giveaway last week, another sneaky giveaway for five yellow 2022 Dunruss yellow optic pulsar packs. Casey McMullen is our winner. So I'll reach out and get your information so I can send those. So congrats to Casey. That's cool, yes. man. I think he's collecting the set. So. Well, that's good. It's a really cool set. I think it's one of those kind of sneaky sets that in time, you know, will be pretty cool to have as a kind of an error set. So mm -hmm. now if we can just get Beckett and everybody to acknowledge him on like price guide and stuff, then they're legit. Then we can, uh, they can be collected on the PSA set registry and graded. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can. All right. Let's move on. Racing recap here. Uh, let's see. Last week, the Craftsman Truck Series race number eight. That was the Heart of America 200, Saturday, May 6th at Kansas Speedway. And Grant Infinger was our winner. Highest finishing rookie was Nick Sanchez. He led a lot of laps there. Yeah, he did. And Corey <laughs> Hahn was second. So that was pretty cool to see him up there. Yeah, it, it was good to see Corey Haim. I think I, I still think he's going to do great things in NASCAR. Yep, and then we had the battle of Natalie, Natalie Decky here, right? <laughs> Haley, <laughs> Haley Deegan and Tori, Tony, Tony Brittany Dinger. Thank you. I don't know where my head is at, man. Yeah, come, come on, snap to it. <laughs> All right. I'm about to slap you. So, what do you think? Well, I mean, Haley Deegan finished 12th. Cor uh, Corey, good Lord. <laughs> Haley Deegan finished 12th. Tony Brydinger. See, you got me messed up now. Tony Brydinger finished 15th. So I was wrong. I thought Tony Brydinger was going to finish ahead of Haley, but I still think it lit a fire under Haley because she finished 12th, which is better than she's been doing. So she probably didn't want to get beat by the, the you know competition, so to speak. Uh, but uh, Tony Brydinger, she was with her finishing 15th, she's the, the highest finishing female 
in the truck series history. So there you go. I was going to kind of agree with you that maybe this is what Haley needs, this kind of competition between the two of them to, sh- to, to kind of prod her. Cause we don't know what's going on in everybody's you know life. We, we just think that all they do is <laughs> race, whatever, but <laughs> they have a uh, other life outside during the week. So, you know, motivation and everything else, trying to stay motivated. So, yeah, but your your core focus should be your your job at hand, which for them is driving the trucks. Well, not necessarily Tony, but definitely Haley. It should be, but then again, how hard are you pushing yourself? And you know, you have these other dealing with sponsors and and other business opportunities. You know, not to go off on on Danica Patrick, but you know, Danica Patrick, she used racing to get to the next level, which was going to be business or her own business or some other stuff. It wasn't going to be racing. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to paint it in that kind of picture. So, you know, racing is a a stepping stone in the money made to, you know, do some other, create other business or whatever, not saying she is, but just using that as, as an example for people's motivation. So agreed. Okay. All right. Grant Infinger. Let's see. Got any good Grant Infinger? We've uh, we've had dinner with him. Yes, we have. That's the that was like the week before they he won Daytona. Yep. I think that was right before the pandemic too. Mm, it was. So his rookie is 2018. He's in the 2018 Donruss Phenoms. That's the cards on the right. Three versions of that. With the kind of base cracked ice to 999 and explosion to 99. So no 101s or any of that kind of stuff. 2018 Panini certified. This one to the right with the different with the base card there with all the different colors, the orange, red, blue, gold. And then there's also uh, mirror versions as well. No signatures in Dunmars or certified. So you have to go over to Panini 2018 Prism, and he's got two signatures actually in there, but no base cards in Prism. So there's the driver signatures and the scripted signatures. Yeah, I've often wondered how Panini makes those decisions on having autographs, but no base cards. Weird. I, I wish we, we may have to ask that question at the National. Yeah, we'll have to keep on, on that. And also, there are some versions where he signed the back. We've got some of those. Yes, we we do. So as you can see, Panini Prism came out later that year. So he had gotten, or I guess that was the first time he had gotten cards to sign. He signed the back first, and then they realized it, and then went back and signed the fronts too. So you get two autographs with that one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're out looking, and you see Grand and Figure signatures there in 2018, you flip those over, you might have a bonus autograph. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, we found those at the national last year. Yeah, I can't remember if they were a buck or three bucks or what two bucks. I think they were three bucks. Yeah. All right. Highest finish rookie, Nick Sanchez. We're gonna give him the middle nickname of Scribble Scribble. Scribble Scribble. <laughs> Scribble Scribble. It was autograph. I had the file open and it closed on me. Dang computers. All right. 2022 Dunros. He has base card there. He's a rated rookie there. And that's to the left on the bottom with all the parallels. 
there's a signature series that signs only a few uh, parallels to that. There's Chronicles, and then he's got a lot of Chronicles with clearly with clear vision, clearly Donruss, Contenders Optic, Obsidian, Spectra, Stars and Stripes, Zenith, and then Panini Prism, card number 38 in 2022, with all of the parallels in Prism, as well as Sensational Signatures. Lots of parallels there. And then he's also in the 2022 National Treasures that just came out a few months, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not as bad as Scott Speed, but he's got the... Scribble there, so yeah, him and Tafrik and Gibbs are tied for scribble, scribble. I think, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Moving over, uh, our next race is going to be race number nine, Buckle Up South Carolina 200 at Darlington Raceway tomorrow or today, or the a few days ago, depending on when you listen to this, but Friday, May 12th, <laughs> Friday, Friday night, May 12th, 7 p.m. You like that? Yeah, I like that. That's good. You're covering all the bases. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Xfinity series, they were off, but they're going to get those cars ready for race number 11 at the Shriners Children's 200 at Darlington Raceway, Saturday, May 13th at 1.30 p.m. Uh, if you are going to Darlington or you're in Darlington, there's a lot of fan events, autograph sessions because of NASCAR 75 greatest driver. So yes, lots of lots of autograph signings. You'll probably see a lot of legends there just walking around. You'll probably go to a restaurant there and probably see some folks. I don't know if it was today, maybe <clears throat> not that it matters for everybody else, but <clears throat> that Mario Andretti was there. With, I don't know if it was Nick Sanchez or somebody who's driving that truck with that paint scheme, that blue with the two or something. Oh, yeah. From his paint scheme from when he won the Daytona 500? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving over to Cup Series, race number, that was race number 12, and that was the Advent Health 400, Sunday, May 7th at the Kansas City, at Kansas Speedway. Danny Hamlin was our winner. Highest finish rookie was Noah Gretzkin, uh, who can also take a punch. He can take a punch. He couldn't give one out, though, unfortunately. He got he got stopped before he could. <laughs> oh, man, did he get stopped. Yeah, I think he went for that hook, and that security guard kind of blocked him. So he yeah. didn't get anything off. But um, Denny Hamlin, I want to say, we, well, we talked about him not too long ago. Maybe because it was the 75 greatest drivers, which he's been named one of the 75 greatest drivers. But his rookies are in 2005. There's press pass uh, signings, press pass top prospects memorabilia with uh, numbered out of 200 shoe. There's sheet metal and there's tire. And then in 2005, press pass Optima card number 34. There's the Beckett samples. Miss those Beckett samples. Gold had numbered out of 100 and eBay previews numbered to five. In 
2005 Press Pass Stealth. He's in the No Boundaries. That's the, I believe it's an insert set. And then 2005 Press Pass Trackside. That's the version that's there. Beckett Samples. Golden, numbered out of 100. eBay Previews, numbered to 5. Hot Pass, which is uh, insert. And then Hot Pass, the uh, national version. And then 2005 Wheels American Thunder, card number 89 with the Beckett Samples, eBay Previews, and the License to Drive insert. Yeah, he's got a lot of cards, man, but uh, this is not one too of my many? favorite ones. Yeah, not, not, not compared to today, of course. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you look at 2004 and Kyle Busch, and he's got a ton of stuff. And, you know, Denny Hamlin doesn't have that much. But, yeah, I mean, it's just – it is so awesome to see these cars like this. You know, these guys are so so young, you know, looking cool there. you got the, kind of the short hair and, and those glasses, so. Yeah, and, and I'm sure you've seen the um, – seen him talk about – in fact, there's a picture, I think, of, of him when he was a little kid coming up to Joe Gibbs and telling Joe Gibbs that he was going to drive for him one day. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, about sure that. enough, there he is, and now he's one of the seventy-five greatest drivers. Yeah, he's won a few races. Yeah, he's done very well. The only thing that's missing from his resume is a championship. Maybe this year. Now he's, I won't say he's locked in, but you know he has a win. I mean, you know, if they have more than sixteen winners, which, you know, I I don't think it's going to be like that this year, like it was last year. I think he'll he'll definitely be in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're in that space where we were last year with all those winners. So, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think a lot of teams like Hendrick have figured out a few things on these cars and uh, are dominating, you know, certain styles of racetracks, so to speak. Yeah, they have so much more resources than some of those other other companies or teams. So, yeah. So, what do you think about the fight? After the race, well, let's let's talk about um, whole bowl cut here. So oh, okay, well, let's yeah, let's talk about some of his cars. 2017 for him, he only has seven signatures in 2017. Uh, there's three versions, unnumbered, numbered to 25, and the 101. There's 2017 Panini Absolute. That's his only base card in 2017. That's the one that's still left with the different parallels and the four printing plates no autographs in absolute 2017 select he only has signatures this to the right and then also in 27 panini torque he only has signatures so the only base is really that 2017 panini absolute that's there to the left and there's the back and then autographs in the other so yeah you know looking at those pictures of him then and looking at him now, he's gained a little bit of weight. Well, he's probably been hanging out at Wendy's. <laughs> well, that'll do it. Uh, you got you got Wendy's, and you got you got the hamburgers, you got the frosties, you got the fries. That that'll put it on you real quick. Because I was gonna say, you know, uh, I was last year. Maybe it was that they had him doing the frosties and stuff, and then I, he had that uniform last year that looked like a Wendy's. Uniform or whatever, so it's really cool. Clown almost, it's like a clown suit. (laughs) Uh, And then I remember uh, last year they were selling. uh, I think it was Racing Warehouse had that piece of sheet metal from the side of the side of the car. Yeah, that was cool. 
that was cool. So, um, but to your to your thing, he you know he went over to Ross and grabbed him, and they were yapping, and <laughs> Ross I think told him to let go a few times, and so whammo. Yeah, Ross is in a spot where he has no friends, right? He he's he's trying to make a name for himself. He doesn't come from a whole long lineage of race car drivers. He's a watermelon. He's from war. His lineage is watermelon farmers. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, he's kind of like old school NASCAR. These guys just trying to get into the sport. Don't have a you know a lot of money. Don't have these massive sponsors. Don't have, you know, all this knowledge passed down through generations of drivers and stuff. So, uh, he's not going to take anything from anybody either, and, and not that Noah no. is from that, but uh, you know because Ross, the way he drives, very aggressive, and he's not making any friends. And like we said before, nobody's going to like you know say, well, you know, yeah, after you, you know, everybody's going for that win. No. So yeah, it, it rubs people the wrong way. I was just thinking we're talking about Ross Chastain, where he cut off. Chase Elliott last year in Phoenix and, you know, Chase crashed out in that, you know, last race uh, for the championship. So that pretty much ruined his chance for the championship in Phoenix. So, you know, Ross, Ross is there for Ross. Yeah. I, I don't have any, I mean, a lot of people have big problems with Ross. I have no problem with him at all. He's out there. It's like what you said. He's trying to prove himself. He's, he's driving hard and he's not going to take any crap off anybody. And and I can appreciate that. So, you know, I, I have no problem with it. But that fight, that was I wish they would have just let that fight go. I would love to see them just duke it out, man. Just just somebody getting on the ground, somebody just way waylaying the crap out of somebody. But you know. I but, saw a few of those comments going like, hey, let it let it be like hockey. Let let them go at it and then you know, then break it up. Let them get their frustration out a little bit. And then mm-hmm. but Ross got the one punch in and um Noah couldn't do anything because that one bodyguard or whoever it was guy was there. And so, when, you know, him being right-handed, that guy was right there. And that was like, no, we ain't having none of that. And and shut it down real quick. So Ross got the lick in and, uh, and not, Noah did all the talking and Ross did all the hitting. Yeah. He let his fist do the talking for him. <laughs> I wish I would have had a thought of it. I would have queued up what Dale Earnhardt Jr. had to say about that. I don't know if you, if you saw – his com- so he was mentioning basically not that he was calling him Dale Earnhardt, you know, his his father, the way he drove early on and the way he really PO'd people off and stuff. Uh, you know, he would make uh, so many people mad. But I think he had that Dale Earnhardt Sr., that personality where people would forgive him, right? You know, right after the fight, it wouldn't be mad at him anymore. <laughs> I don't know if Ross has got that part of it down, but does yet. <laughs> uh, but you know, he would go out there and try to win all the time, and he, you know, he became the intimidator, and and you know, he he wanted to win so bad he'd take you and him out, whatever. So next time you're like, well, maybe I'll just you know come in second instead of him taking me me and him out or whatever. So if that makes any sense, so we'll see. Ross is trying to. Um, so try to win races and make a name for himself and try to, you know, take his popularity above the sport. 
Mm-hmm. And that's where Earnhardt Jr. was talking about where his dad was able to elevate out of the sport um, with uh, shirts and hats and everything else. But people were wearing that, you know, they knew who he was. So, yeah. So uh, one comment about um, Noah Gregson's haircut. <laughs> All that for a hundred bucks. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that was a bet between him and Austin yeah. Dillon. But yeah, that 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 was uh, that was something. And then Denny Hamlin moving Kyle Larson. Um, I like that actually. <laughs> yeah. Again, these guys, you know, they're, they're wanting those wins. They're being lo- they're locked in. Uh, it, it allows you more opportunity. And I'm going to, when I was thinking about that or when you were saying that was Kyle Bush, because he had won previously, he was able to, because they were supposed to come in for gas, right? It was a Talladega or whatever it was. They were supposed to come in because they were on the borderline. And he's like, like, no, let's go for it because we got the win. Mm-hmm. You know, let's take the gamble. Let's not play yeah. conservative. So now that, you know, Danny's got, this win, you know, that, or, you know, whoever it allows them to be more, um, not, a, not, not as safe and, and a little risky or whatever to get take, for take chances. And yes. You know, yeah. And a little bit. Good, yeah. Good chances. Right. So. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed the race. I thought it was a great race. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Darlington. It's going to be, you know, we got the three races here. So. So it's, so speaking of that, the next race is did you uh next race is the Goodyear four hundred Darlington Raceway, and that's gonna be Sunday, May 14th at 3 p.m. Stages are uh, end of lap or stay end of stage one, end of lap 90, 185, and 293. Moving over. Yep. It's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wish I uh, was going this year, but me and you are going to have to go next year and report back. Agreed. Uh, let's see. Over at Formula One, they're racing in Miami, the 2023 Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix. That was Sunday, May 7th at, oh, I forget what time. <laughs> I don't have the time up here. It's like, Mac- you know, two or three o'clock or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Max Verstappen was our winner. Sergio Perez came in second. Yeah. He came from ninth, man. He drove through the field and, and took took control of the race, man. He was a little over five seconds faster than um, Sergio Perez. And everybody else was 26 or far on the back. So, I, yeah, I don't know. He's just on a tear. Well, Red Bull as a team is definitely on a tear. Uh, they they cannot be stopped, I don't think. And they're like we said before, they're definitely in a league of their own. Well, it's going to be really interesting when it comes down to you know being teammates, but that friction between winning the championship because Sergio Sergio Perez is only fourteen points behind Max Verstappen. Well, that was kind of like the days of Senna and Prost. You know, when they were teammates, there was a lot of friction between those guys too. 
I think and, they drove for McLaren back then. And that it was only race five of twenty three. So still got a lot of races left. I think they're going to change the name of the series to the F1 Red Bull series. Yeah. It, <laughs> they are putting on a clinic. They are there. It's that race was, it was man. The, the good, the good thing about it was watching Max come up through the field. That was about the most entertaining part of it to me. I watched some of that or speed watched that where, Max was in the lead, then had to come in for tires, and then Sergio was in the lead, but Max was able to get it back pretty quick. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because he had the softer compound tires and was able to go a little bit faster and pass uh, pass his teammate. All right, and we've talked about Max's cards quite a bit, so I won't go too crazy with them. And I have a feeling if you missed it, you can always check next week or the week after. We'll. Somewhere yeah, it's we'll kind of like this. Blah blah. blah, uh, blah, blah I think blah. I might Max take your thing. We might. Blah, blah, blah. We might need to meet up like one day during the week, and we'll just record a video of Max Verstappen. I think that'd be a good use of our time. I think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> but Max Verstappen's cards. Uh, he has the tops trumps, which in 2016 there's two versions of that. And there's the, the two versions there on the screen that you can see the two different backs. Those are his first cards. They're not in, you know, official, but they're in that Tops Trumps. I don't know if there was a card game, but that is the UK. There's also a 2018 version. I think that's the 2018. Yeah. And then we get to 2020, the Tops. Uh, releases uh, 435 cards in 2020. Uh, we'll go with the here, the tops now that was produced. There's 4,047 of those. I checked before we, we recorded. They're out on Com C for $8.25 non graded. So that's, I guess, a little, I guess there were $9 when it came out. So. Um, mm-hmm. they, they've come down with only 4,000. I don't know, but and then more tops. We'll just go through these real quick. So the tops 2020 tops Chrome Formula One. There's about 13 cards and one image variation in the 2020 tops Chrome series and then there are also parallels of those 13 cards and and one one image variation through all the versions of the parallels there's also two inserts 1954 world of wheels and the track tags and then also in the sapphire version and all the parallels for that then you get to official stickers. There's 11 stickers in the 2020 Tops F1 sticker set. There's Turbo Attacks. There are 12 sticker or 12 cards and three limited edition cards in the Turbo Attacks. And there's also Dynasty for the high end folks who like those. And there's 
patches and part of uh, the fire suit and then dual team relic autographs and triple relics. So that's the 2020 Max Verstappen. Yeah, he has an official NASCAR radio buttload of cards. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so they are out of the next race. They are off this week. They'll be back racing Sunday, May 21st at 9 a.m. Eastern. And that's going to be in Italy for the Autodromo Enzo Ferrari uh, track. Yeah, that's a big trip going going from Europe but to Miami, then going back from Miami all the way back to Italy. My gosh, I'm mighty. Yeah, I guess guess what? I guess they get the week off. So yeah, it's a big, still a big trip. Yep. So that is it for the race recap. It only took us over thir- a little over thirty minutes. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. here we go. Here we go again. Well, you know, we, we okay, we're not going to rehash it. All right, anyway, so NASCAR's 75th greatest drivers, they've released the last name uh, today with Jimmy Johnson. Uh, I think we did pretty good in our our predictions. I think we have 80%. Yeah, we had 20 of the 25. And I would argue some of the – I think I can honestly say there's one we missed – and I, th- I think we both thought he was already on the list. Uh, yeah. So that one, we totally were blindsided. So I, I, I'll say that's the one we missed. Uh, the other the other ones, I would argue that at least three of them should be on the list. That that the, they beat some of the credentials in my mind than some of the, than the ones they selected. But uh, the three that we selected are no longer with us, unfortunately. And uh, the other, the other three are so. Well, we've talked about it before, but you know, in my opinion, I think NASCAR is wanting live warm bodies to sign autographs and to promote the 75 greatest drivers. That's why they completely omitted, you know, some of these legendary drivers like, you know, Jack Smith and Speedy Thompson and uh, Jim Pashel and, See who else? Bonnie Flock and Wendell Scott, which I think he definitely should have been in. I mean, if you're in the NASCAR Hall of Fame as a driver, I would think, uh, yeah, you should be in the 75 greatest drivers of all time. But they well, apparently they didn't think so. The, the the so-called blue ribbon panel. Well, I'll go with Jim Pachel, right? So I did a little research on him. He had 25 cup wins. He's still 34th on the all-time list, and he hasn't been racing in a while. So his record has has stood to at least number 34, right? So we've had the inclusion of all of these younger guys, um, Kenseth and Jimmy Johnson and Hamlin and Bush and, and Harvick and you know all these other guys that have come along and have passed him. Um, and he's still 34th and we're talking about 75 greatest drivers. So, you know, they just don't give out wins, cup wins, you know, they're pretty hard to get and they get 25 of them. And then he also was at the first NASCAR race in eight in yep. 48. 
Um, 49. So, yeah. But I think they said, because I was looking at his NASCAR um, Hall of Fame induction kind of snippet, and that 23 of his wins had come on short tracks, and only two had come on the big tracks. But, you know, he was racing at a kind of a different different time. But so, you know, I'd love to put, you know, Casey Kane's numbers against his or um, Randy LeJoy's numbers against his. Not saying that Casey Kane and, and Randy LeJoy aren't, you know, good. Like I said, if we were doing a top 100, I think they fall in that. But I mm-hmm. think 70, top 75, that's kind of where, you know, unfortunately you got to kind of draw the line. So I don't know how you can snub somebody like Jim Pachel, uh, with those, you know, with those numbers, because he was racing with, you know, Lee Petty and Flocky Flock Petty. and Richard Petty and Flock, the other Flock, the big Flock. I want to say Bob Flock, Tim, but it's not. Yeah, Tim Flock. Tim Flock, thank you. Yeah, yeah, well, all, all the Flocks. Herb Thomas and, and all these guys, Firewall Roberts, and, you know, he got those wins. So, anyway. Yeah, and he also, you know, he also won the 64 and 1967 World 600, which of course now is the Coke 600. Right. So those were the those were the two big ones he he big yeah. tracks he'd won and not the little the smaller tracks. But so, you know, Jimmy Johnson and Matt Kenseth and and we had talked about it. I think the 20 that we got were pretty much, you know, we all kind of agreed on it was that five there uh, Larry Phillips, we missed. We totally missed him. I'll be totally honest. I thought he was already on the 50 greatest list, so we both missed him. Yeah, but, we did. Uh, and then, like, Wendell Scott. Yes, he doesn't have 25 wins. He has one wins. But you were saying that his top top five, top tens, what were you saying? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, give, you a, I'll give you a quick rundown of, like, Sterling. We'll take Sterling Marlin, for example, versus Wendell Scott. Um, Wendell Scott had, um, let's see, he had, he had 20 top fives and keep in mind, he only, he, he drove in 495 cup races. He had 20 top fives and 147 top tens. And if you look at Sterling Marlin, he had, he raced in 748 races and had, had 83 I think he, well, yeah, he had 83 top fives compared to, well, actually, I, I was thinking thinking wrong about this. 83 top fives compared to uh, only 20 for Wendell Scott. But you have to look at the, some of the percentages. I mean. Yeah, he raced in, what, 300 more races or whatever. Yeah. So, but, you know, Wendell Scott, you got to think what, what he went through. He went through, you know, there, there it was hard times back then. And. You know, they, they were trying to keep him down. Uh, you know, not everybody, but I mean, there were certain factions that were trying to keep him down from winning. And he was running equipment. You know, he was doing the best he could. And he was running equipment that wasn't, you know, as up to up to par as, you know, all the top teams. And he still was coming out with all these great finishes. Uh, he, like I said, he had 147 top tens versus 216 for Sterling Marlin in, in like, 300 less races. So, I mean, he did great with, with, you know, I won't say inferior equipment, but he, but it's lower tier equipment. And, 
not only that, I mean, how, like I said, how can you have somebody in the NASCAR Hall of Fame as a driver and not include them in the 75 greatest drivers? That just boggles my mind. It's just completely strange and weird to me. Well, I read the book about his his life, Wendell Scott, hard driving, and they mention that you know he would get used equipment, prior years chassis from you know so the Ford Wood Brothers and um, Home and Moody, and you know he could never get to be a Ford factory driver because there was a part in the book that talked about Ned Jared actually had approached Ford trying to get um, Wendell Scott as a factory driver. But so he always had, uh, I don't say inferior equipment, but you know, older, older parts and stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so when I, and then when I look at it, it's like he did all this with that and his skill and, you know, there's parts in the books where they talk about where, you know, places he could go race, places he couldn't go race, places that he would go, they would flag him, you know, during practice and make him come in and paint the car or the car didn't look good or whatever, make him waste time instead of working on the setup of, of the car. And so mm-hmm. that's how they, you know, some of these track owners or whatever would, um, you know, Put obstacles in his way. Yeah, they and they did put a lot of obstacles in his way, and he overcame those. Uh, and and he still had a great career, you know. And, and I just keep thinking if he had, had the the same equipment as everybody else, what he could have done. I think he would have been, you know, legendary. You know, he was he's already he's already a Hall of Famer, but I think he could have been a complete legend. Yeah, if it was a different time, they had the Iraq or whatever, where they all had equal equipment mm-hmm. and see what he could do. Yeah. But I just think it's a travesty that he didn't get in the top 75 drivers. Uh, that's that's the one that really sticks out to me. I, I'm very disappointed in the blue ribbon panel for that one. And again, you know, going back to ones that they did put in, you know, Casey Kane, you know, sorry, dude you're not one of the top 75 you know greatest drivers of all time in my opinion he um you know casey kane he had well he had 93 top fives and 176 top tens you know but he only had 18 wins and he only had that he only had like let's see i think he won well he had the brickyard that was probably his biggest win if i'm not mistaken and i think he also won um Gosh, did he win some Coke 600s? Yeah, I think he did win a few Coke 600s. So I guess when you think about him and Jim Pichel are kind of close to each other, but I would definitely have picked Pichel over Casey Kane, which we did pick them. Uh, but, you know, talking about the list, I went back and I'm looking at our spreadsheet. You know, we had alternates. We had Sterling Marlin, Sam Ard, and Casey Kane as alternates. You know, they yes. were close, but they just, you know, for what the way we did it, you know, they just didn't make our list. So when you, if you add those three in, I mean, that we were only really, you know, two off, you know, and Larry Phillips was a big mistake. We, you know, we'll own that one. We, we messed up on that one, but the other ones, you know, I just don't see, 
you know, Randy LaJoy being in there. I mean, I like Randy LaJoy. You know, he's a two-time Xfinity champion, but I just still don't think his numbers are enough to be one of the 75 greatest. Yeah. Like I said, if we were doing the top 100 or top 80, then, you know, those guys are right there. But, they were, you know, because they were kind of on our bubble, but using our spreadsheet and our formula there, um, for our criteria, you know, it was uh, – right there on our bubble. So. Those yeah. And, you know, just, you know, just looking at like, like Fonnie flock, for example, you know, Fonnie flock, he had the very first win for Chevrolet in 1955. Um, and, and he, he raced, you know, he raced pre NASCAR. So he was a, yeah. he's a fabulous driver. Uh, he, he was racing pre NASCAR and continue in in NASCAR and still had the number of wins he did. Yep. So yeah, Fonnie Flock was was a great driver. You know, Jack Smith. We haven't even talked about Jack Smith. You know, Jack Smith. He had um, twenty. He had twenty one wins, ninety five top fives, and one hundred and forty two top tens. And I think he came in third in points three or four years in a row. He came in. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're thinking of somebody else. I think you may be thinking of Jim Pichel. No, I don't think so. But because I double checked, it was like from 64 to 67 or something like that. He, he was third in points. I have pulled up. but Yeah, and I know Speedy Thompson was third in points for like in the fifties, like several years in a row as well. He's another one we really haven't talked about is Speedy Thompson. You know, right. He didn't have those, have that big win, but, um, you know, he still, he still is a great driver. I mean, he had, he had, he had the wins and he's, I forget where he was, where he fell on the all-time list. Uh, I think he was like 43rd or something like that uh, on the all-time list. But there, there, there again, you know, he's 43rd in the all time list and he's, he didn't make the 75 top drivers. I mean, it just, I just, my mind is boggled on some of these and, and why they picked who they picked. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for, you know, some of that to see what, what their criteria was. Yeah, I would have too. I would have. And you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they weren't like the the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I'm sure they weren't all in the same room, talking about different drivers and different you know team owners and whatnot, and you know trying to you know you know spout you know all the all the virtues of these guys. Uh, I'm sure it was like Zoom calls or maybe mail-in votes or something like that. I'm sure it, it wasn't, you know, hey, let's all hunker down in a room and pick 75 greatest drivers. Right. I, 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 they probably didn't do it that way. I'd love to know how they did it. I really would. I'd like to know somebody on the panel. I wonder if like maybe Buzz McKim or somebody like that was on the panel. Uh, I, I would sure like to know at least one person. Maybe we could get get them on the show and maybe, you know, talk about it and talk about the process. Because I would really, I would really like to know. <laughs> I really would. Yeah. I'm trying to, trying to pull up Speedy Thompson here. Yeah. So it was Speedy Thompson, who I was thinking of, who had 20 wins. But he came in third in points four years in a row, 56, 57, 58, and 59. Uh, 
of those years, you had eight wins in 56, two in 57, four in 58, uh, no wins in 59, but um, got got those, uh, you know, third in championship points those four years. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's, that's saying something. Those are the only years that he really raced the whole season. The other years, he only did partials, you know, in like 50, 51, just going, you know, only a, you know, a handful of races each year until 56, he did 42 of the 56. Uh, so, and then after 60, he only, you know, raced a few races again. So he had that short stint. And when he raced, he was third in points all those years. So that's Speedy yeah. Thompson. Yeah, he was speedy. He sure <laughs> was. He sure was. So. And, you know, he also raced in the NASCAR NASCAR convertible series. I think he had like one race in there too, which I think that's a cool series, which everybody has totally forgotten about. Yeah. Some of those are great different series, man. They are. I mean, you know, Firewall Roberts was in the convertible series. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cool little series. If you have a chance, uh, people go out there and, and Google the NASCAR convertible series and, Go out there and look and see some of the legendary drivers that actually drove in that series. And the cars are really cool, too. We might I wish, need... I wish, Go ahead. I wish they'd make more diecast of those. Yeah, I was going to say, the 40 years of NASCAR, those books, we need to maybe do a segment on those. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, so uh, not, to, not to go too dark, too deep into it now, but I guess it was in the early 90s, there was a four or five binder set of books that actually were newspaper clippings from all the races and the write-ups on those. Uh, and then had that other books for the, some of the different series. So mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're in the early price guides. If you look back in the eighties and nineties or eight, late eighties early and 90, 91, they had that, those books for sale. So we might need to do like just a little revisit on those. So I know it's not cards, but it is some of the history. And then if, if folks like more, more, more history, I'm sure we could, uh, um, you know, sprinkle some more in there. Yeah. Yeah. And those books, th- those were done by Greg Fielding and uh, he there for the longest time, he was the NASCAR statistician and historian. So he, he knows that guy knows a lot about NASCAR and the history of NASCAR. But anyway, but yeah, quick, you know, we we were five short, you know. We're but I you know I, st- I stick by our list for the most part with the omission of uh, Larry Phillips. But other than that, uh, I stick by our list. I think our list was better than the blue ribbon panel. Hey, I'll take I'll take those three. I'd love to do a debate of those three: Speedy Thompson, Jim Peschel, and Jack Smith. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take any of them on about those three. So. But like I said, we we still had Sterling Marlin, Sam Ard, and Casey Kane in our alternates. So we were close on those, but we just didn't pull the trigger on them because we just felt that their stats just didn't make the cut. Right, right, with, with the other. So we we weren't looking. Uh, we should air it on the side of being able to show up Saturday, Sunday to sign autographs. That yeah, we would have went we, with them. But you know the good thing about the, the top 75 driver list? Danica wasn't on it. You can sleep good tonight. 
I can sleep good tonight. Well, once we got down to the final five, there's five left. There were like five champions left. So we knew that Danica couldn't get in. So, so I was very happy about that. I, I would have called the whole list a sham if they had put her in there. I can see you with a whole stack of papers just throw up in the air. Like I give up. I quit. Yeah, I'm going to go heck with it. I quit. I quit. I give up. Exactly. So, all right, let's uh, we'll put a bow on that here and <laughs> le- let's move over to Panini flawless. So, um, Panini tweeted out a photo of Joey Logano flawless card out on Twitter. And I don't want to say it set Twitter on fire, but maybe a little smolder. I think it set the NASCAR collecting world on fire. Uh, There's a lot of chatter on Twitter about it. And I know I was very excited to see something like that. So we reached out to Panini, didn't we, Val? Yes, we did. And Val has some news about that. You're going to, um, I'm going to, uh, let's see here. Let me share the screen here. So that's the image there. It's really cool. It's beautiful. Uh, what, what, yeah. With, with the 75, with the diamond there. I mean, literally. So the diamond, but then the colored diamond. But then gold. The diamond, I'm in the center, center. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I love that card. Yeah. So we found out that it was just a mock up. So they're no, not doing it. Yeah, they're not doing it. So I think it was kind of a mock up to show Joey. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Joey get behind it. I don't know. But um, so it would have been nice to have, you know, treasure national treasures or would maybe flawless would that would re, like replace national treasures one year or something. I don't I, I I'm not in the flawless price range in the other sports. So I don't even know where that where that fits yeah. in if that's a grade above national treasures or not but yeah i don't know where the price point would even fall for nascar flawless but you know i would have thought for sure when i saw this i'm thinking okay it's the 75th anniversary you know what a bet what better time to do this than now to do flawless yeah i mean seriously and i thought and i thought it was going to be legit but then you know once we talked to our connections at panini it was to, and we found out today, and it was like, wah, wah, wah. But I did think when I did see this, or when I, you know, yesterday or whatever it was, I was like, hmm, you remember the seven wonders of, of the world? Earnhardt? Yeah. Yep. You know, they they could have done something like that, you know, maybe bring back the Pinnacle brand and um, do a, a seven wonders, do that with uh, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, or they could, they could, there's so much they could do with flawless, and who knows? Maybe, maybe it might happen still. I mean, I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed that something may happen, but I think it's probably already. I mean, it's just only May of 2023, but I think you know they would have had to uh, you know you know mock this up and had all this planned well in advance, and I don't think they have. So, no, we're we're so far behind on production. There's no way this is coming out this year. So, uh, but it would, yeah. And I keep hoping that Panini is going to have something special for the 75th anniversary. If they don't have something special, they would have really they're really going to miss the boat because you know this is only going to happen once. 
<laughs> he might as well try to take advantage of it if he can. I, you know, I always say not not to beat on Panini, but you know, Panini Instant, the throwback weekend, the Darlington weekend is the perfect time to do some of these Panini Instant cards, right? With the new paint schemes and of course the 75th uh, anniversary, it just you could do so much, but I just think they're so preoccupied. I mean, they got so much going on. They're getting hit left and right, losing licenses for all these other sports and losing uh, employees. It's just uh, crazy times for them. I, I feel for them because they're, they're really getting punched to the gut by fanatics for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, hopefully, you know, or the NASCAR product's not suffering. So, yeah, but I'm wondering, you know, if something, God forbid that something happens to Panini, you know, what happens to the NASCAR license, you know? Well, we know Brian Gray ain't going to pay anything for it. He was trying to have them give it to him last time. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, that's what, that's what he told us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Hobby Hotline, that's what he told us. Yeah. yeah sure did. Uh, and and kind of when I was talking about production, the 2023 Dunruss has slipped again or slipped to June 2nd. So boxes are at 70, 72 pre-sale. Uh, I'm hoping, hopefully they'll be at least out for the national so much for like Chronicles being out at the national, but. Yeah, I'd like to, that'd be nice, you know, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, I was hoping Donruss, you know, usually Donruss has already been out for a while. Yeah. It's February. It's usually like a week or two before Daytona 500. Yep. Um, so, I mean, yeah, but but with the, the with the economy the way it is and prices coming down, uh, older wax is coming down. Actually, I somebody um, tweeted me about they picked up a uh, I guess it was a half case of 2019 Victory Lane for 400 bucks hobby. So wow. it's 50 dollars a box. That's back to almost pre pre pandemic days. So yep. I think certified was at 79. And I saw 2018 Prism coming down to below 200. I think it was 180. Wow. The 2011 Element with the Chase Elliott hobbies were 75. That's, and that's so cheap in, in, when you think about it. Yeah, you definitely want to get a case of that so you have a good shot at getting those undiscovered Element autographs. And then... What was the other one? There was something else. Oh, it was 2020 Chronicles. Was that 120 a box? Those have the Ty Gibb rookies in them. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool, too. Yep, but I think that's all we have. So Panini Flawless, that was False Alarm. Uh, maybe maybe this plants some seeds for future release. So, Well, let's all get together and do a hashtag. We want Flawless NASCAR. <laughs> Hashtag we want flawless NASCAR. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can afford that, but I want affordable flawless. Yeah, we want okay, we want affordable flawless NASCAR. <laughs> but it'd be it would be awesome to um to have those those are beautiful looking looking cars, especially if they're the gems in them. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's not something new because that was done first by. NASCAR with those gems in them. I don't know if it was crown, crown Jewels. 
Well, you know, there's a um, action pack card of Cal Petty, which has a diamond for his earring. Way yep. back, I think that was 93, 4. I can't remember what year that was. I feel bad for not remembering that. But I have that card, and it, it's a cool card. Uh, so, yeah, so NASCAR has always been ahead of the curve when it comes to memorabilia and and autographs and everything. They've just always been ahead. They're the trendsetter, really, when you think about it. They are. So, All right. Real quick. During the F1 race, or actually before the F1 race, Martin Brundle is doing his grid walk, right? And he's walking around. He's, you know, he finds celebrities, talks to them for a second, and moves on, kind of like what Michael Waltrip does. I think Michael Waltrip actually stole that from Martin Brundle. But anyway, they get they get up to this rope. He gets up to this rope and he sees Roger Federer on the other side of the rope. And he's like yelling, Hey Roger, Roger, come over here. And He's just like freaking ignoring him and everything else. I don't know if he was ignoring me. He just couldn't hear him. I don't know what the deal was. Well, Jackie Stewart was like right next to Martin Brundle. And he goes, hey, Jackie, can you get in there and get Martin Brundle to come over and talk to us for a minute? And Jackie's like, oh, hell yeah. So he goes under the rope, which he wasn't supposed to do because he was behind the rope, too. He couldn't go in. He went in, and these security guards are like trying to back him off and push him back. And he's like straight on to, to uh, Roger Federer. He finally gets up to him, grabs him, talks to him, brings him over, and he gets to talk on the, the grid walk with Martin Brundle. I thought that was so funny, and that was so cool of Jackie Stewart. I love Jackie Stewart. <laughs> He's an international treasure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I saw that part. I, yeah, I enjoyed that. He's like, because he was counting down. I was like, I only got 20 seconds left. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but they, they kept on doing it, you know, even though they went to the other stuff, they, they kept his audio at least. So I thought that was neat. They okay. did good. But, you know, I just want to mention that because I thought it was really neat and collect Jackie Stewart cards because in the grand scheme of things, they're still kind of cheap. Uh, and he's a two-time, I think he's a two-time F1 champion. So he's one of the greatest drivers in the world ever. That is he's correct. In his yeah. 80s. I think he's like 83, something like that. I'm not sure, but he's up there. But hashtag, we love Jackie Stewart. <laughs> okay. So um, do we want to talk about anything else? Oh, what, oh. I hate being bring this up. We forgot about Tops F1 cards in Miami. Okay. You know, they issued a, like a 10-card set. I think this is going to be a continuation on to the other races. They had, I think, seven drivers and three team principals in this set. And I think I've got the checklist real quick. At least I've got a picture of the cards. You've got Max Verstappen, George Russell, Alonzo, uh, Fernando Alonso, uh, Pierre Gasly, Charles, uh, Charles, Charlotte Claire, uh, Lando Calrissian Norris, Logan Sargent, I like him, uh, Gunter Steiner, Franz French Toast, and uh, Alessandro. I think his last name is I can't I can't read Bravi. I think is his name. I'm really not familiar with him, but that was the ten card set that they issued. Uh, at the Miami Grand Prix. So, you know, there wasn't a big hoopla about this set. You know, that was what was strange about it is you really didn't hear much about it. In fact, I didn't even know about this till yesterday. That's yeah, how low key it's been. Yeah, I was watching Twitter. They mentioned stuff about come by the tops booth for some box breaks. I didn't see anything about some cards, but I think you showed me an image earlier in the week 
but it makes sense. So if they do a three-part where they do Miami, Coda, and Vegas, and you'll talk about 20 cards. So Max is in this one. I, I didn't think I don't think I heard you say Hamilton. So Hamilton no. will probably be in the next one, or Leclerc, or or well, Charles uh, Leclerc was in this one. Okay, so then it's going to be uh, George Russell or somebody like that, or, or or Sergio Perez or something. So they'll split it up between the three. So they have you know some big stars in each of them instead of just having you know like all the stars in this one and then. Yeah. Um, well, they had seven in this one, seven drivers. There's was, was 20. So they'll probably have seven in the next one and six in the, in the last one or whatever. You know, they, they may reverse that, whatever. Then it looks like they're going to sprinkle in the team principles as well. So that's going to make it a 30 card set before it's all said and done, which, which makes sense. Think about that because you got, tw- you got, you got 10 teams, 20 drivers and 10 t- team principles. So that work, the math works out perfectly. Using your head, I hear you. Yeah, math so, works out perfect. No dividing by zero. Yeah, <laughs> not for. I'll do some Jethro Bodine ciphering. Not from not equals not. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, throw that. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I was gonna say about tops now, but it's gonna be too late for tops now. Yeah. So don't, don't even worry about it. So with that, I think it may be time for some music. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay, welcome to this week's edition of King's Court. I'm going to start out with an honorable mention. This was on the 7th of May. I just like this card. It's a Kyle Busch 2021 Panini National Treasures Fire Suit Platinum Logo, one of one. It's a book. And it went out for bidding. It went for $535 with 34 bids. Uh, I like this card because it's got the Skittles logo and it also has the Toyota logo off of his uniform, which I thought was just, I just liked the card. I just thought it was just a neat card. And now that you said that, it's not even autographed. You just have those two massive patches. I, oh, I, yeah. could, I couldn't stop staring at the rainbow. <laughs> Ch- chase the rainbow. Yeah. And uh, was it uh, 34 people did? Yeah, 34 people were chasing the rainbow and ended up paying $535 for it. But, that, I mean, that's epic. That is. It was just a beauty. I just loved it when I saw it. I said, I can't leave this out. And it wasn't the highest price one and one, so I said I'll just make it the honorable mention. So yeah, I like that card a lot. Yeah, very cool. All right, so next up is our Joker of the Week. This was on the fifth of May. It's a Ayrton Senna 1984 Panini F1 Scratch and Play rookie card. I don't think I've ever seen this card before, but I did see it in my searches. I just thought it was neat. It's a PSA four, of course. And because they, they tout it as a rookie, but you can say everything's a rookie. I mean, if you want Jesus, but anyway, um, they were asking $499 for this card. They accepted a best offer of $235 for this card. Okay. So if you're an Ayrton Senna collector, that one's a toughie because I haven't seen that card before. Like I said, so I just thought it was neat. It's unusual. It's odd. 
and you know it's it's older it predates our 88 max you know it's 1984 so uh pretty neat card i like it and look at that car how boxy it is oh my goodness yeah it looks like one of those uh boy scouts or the cub scouts did with the yeah. pinewood derby. derby car yeah that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like it does but right. you know, with that scratch scratch in play i don't know if if it's one of those scratch off, scratch or rub-ons or whatever, but um, maybe that's well, why we haven't seen it because uh, they get damaged back in 84. No, nobody was really collecting those. They were using most one of those consumable cards. Well, notice that it's perforated on the bottom. So there was probably a scratch off thing on the other side. Oh, okay. So yeah. So maybe it was a game card and then, yeah. So maybe that's you're right there, but a lot of them probably went in the trash or in the drawer and, Yep. Gone. So all right, next. All right. Next up, young driver or Jack of the Week. This is also on the 5th of May. It's 2022 Tops Dynasty F1 Lando Calrissian Norris. It's a patch auto. It's uh one of ten. So it's actually that's a palindrome number right there, 0110. But uh they're asking seven hundred dollars for this card. Guess what? Somebody went. Click and they paid seven hundred dollars for this card. So I like it. Um, I like the patches in there. I think they're it's it's not they're not the best patches in the world, but they're still kind of cool. I, I don't really know where they came from, but uh, they uh, it, I just thought it was a neat card. And you know he is a, he is a young driver. Yeah. So the only thing that sticks out at me is like I don't think the autograph should have been there. I think it should have been where his hands are. It, that's right, because you see how it's it's the color is faded, right? Like that's where it's supposed to be, but he like, you know, saw that space there and did it. So anyway, that's just something that popped out of me. Again, it you know the person buying this, you know, they don't care about that. So no. I just I was just making an observation. Sorry. No, no, no. I no, I'm with you. He he should have signed it down there, but you know, teach his own. Yep. It's like okay. Grand Infinger. Yeah. Yep. All right. So next up, our Queen of the Week. This again was on the fifth of May. It's a one of one Haley Deegan 2022 Prism Signatures Gold Vinyl One of One. It's a PSA nine. And this card went out for bidding. It went for four hundred ninety-five dollars wow. <laughs> with twenty bids. But it is a one of one. And she's got the flowy hair. I guess somebody's probably got a, a leaf blower and her hair's blowing back. And, you know, she's real cool in that picture. But uh, it's a, it's not a bad card. I mean, it's still a sticker auto, though. That's the only thing that kills me about some of these. Yeah, somebody's working on the rainbow. Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 getting, they're buying Skittles and this. Uh, <laughs> but it's a nice card. Uh, I like it. I Like I said, and like you said, we've got Haley on hold right now. But hopefully with the addition of Tony Breidinger in there, here and there, maybe that'll spark her to do better. So, yeah, nice card. Very nice. All right, King of the Week. This was on the 8th of May. It's a PSA 10 2016 uh, Prism Checkered Flag driver wow. signature of Matt Kenseth, one of our 75 greatest drivers in NASCAR. It's a one-on-one. You know, we don't have Matt Kenseth on here very often, um, but they were asking $700 for this one, 
And seven hundred dollars must be some kind of magic number or something because somebody went click and they bought it for seven hundred bucks. So that's a nice card, man. I like the way that card looks with the checkerboard and everything. Uh, it's it's pretty. Mm -hmm. I like the way that card looks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a, a nice card. <laughs> Let alone the gem ten, but the yellow there and and the white background, the yellow and the name, and then that checkerboard. I'm always a sucker for checkerboard pattern. I know you are. You want checkerboard boxes on National Treasures and everything. Oh, yeah. That hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I was really wanting that. I thought for sure we'd get it, but, oh, man. Yeah, that's a beauty, though, man. I like that card. And I like Matt Kenseth. I've always – he's always been a nice guy. You know, he's he's from Wisconsin. Um, you know, he's been pretty mild-mannered. You know, they, they changed – NASCAR changed – the the point system because of Matt Kenseth. <laughs> sure did. They sure did. But uh yeah, great driver, great card, uh pretty cool. 2016 prism. Yeah, buddy. All right. All right. So next up, our ace of the week, our one of one. This is again on the eighth of May. It's George Russell Speed Demon Super Fractor 101 from 2022 Tops Chrome. It's a PSA nine. And they were asking this weird number of six thousand three hundred sixty-three dollars. Sixty-three, sixty-three. But uh, they settled on a best offer of twenty six hundred dollars for this card. Wow. Yeah, twenty six hundred dollars for a George Russell speed demons. He's not a speed lover, he's a speed demon. He sure is. That's <laughs> yeah, so twenty twenty two. It's a nice card. I mean, yeah, I think this one kind of shows the tilt here, shows the pattern, I think, better. Yeah, it does. But yeah. uh, like I said, I like the card. I don't I don't like it for twenty six hundred dollars. I don't think it's worth that, but still it's 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 a nice card. And it's only a PSA nine, though. Keep that in mind as well. But and, you know, that always begs the question of you know, when you get these one ones should I just get them as authentic or should I get them actually graded? You know, because you're always taking that chance. Right. So, nice card, though. I like it. It's uh, pretty nice. All right. Last but not least, and I, I, I say that as I say it almost every week, our Royal Flush of the Week. This is on the 9th of May. It's a 2022 Topps Dynasty F1 Charlotte Claire. Jumbo Relic Autograph, one of one. And this card went out for bidding, dude. And it went for $7,001 with 30 bids. $40 for shipping. Yeah. That always kills me. You just sold a card for $7,000. And if you, you made a lot of money on this because, you know, you didn't pay near that much if you got that straight out of the box. And you you're gonna charge somebody for shipping. But, well, know, it's coming just, out of China, so. Oh yeah. Well, okay. My, I I apologize. <laughs> it is coming out of China, so I guess it's a little bit more expensive, but still, forty dollars. I think the seller could afford it too. Well, I think it's also with, with insurance. I'm sure that that is just amazing. That's, that's a cool card right there. I like. I love these. I love zipper artifacts in here I, I just like them you know as memorabilia i just think they're just cool 
Well, with that black and white and red. Yep. It's pretty. And, mm-hmm. and then it's autographed. Yeah. And it's, uh, is that a one on one? It's yeah, definitely one on one. I thought maybe it was one on one or one or two. So, yeah. yeah. I was just mesmerized by the, the zipper. So, zipper, zipper. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a large patch, right? It is a large patch. That, it's That's a really cool card with the auto and everything, man. I, I'm digging that card. Uh, it's like Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of reminds me of Neapolitan ice cream. Um, I mean, but is it worth seven thousand and one dollar? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I mean, unless Charles Leclerc gets into a, a Red Bull car, I don't think he's going to be winning a whole lot of races here in the near future. Plus, Ferraris just—they're—they're <laughs> they're like up, down, eh, wherever you know. They're just kind of all over the place. But yes, uh, they are. But I do like this card. I know you like it because you're mesmerized by the zipper. Very cool. Seven grand, man. Wow. That's congrats that's, that's... to the, the seller. Congrats to the buyer. Yep. Congrats to everybody. <laughs> nice card. Yeah, that's a pretty and, card. But that's it for this week's Kings Court. There you go. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I guess that's that's all. Um, I don't know if we have anything else we you have thought of that we have not included <laughs> in today's this week's show. Uh, so well, much for a I mean, short show. <laughs> yeah, so much for a short show. They never go short. Um, you know, hashtag skid marks, Ty freaking Gibbs, and hashtag slide fire. Slide fire, yep. And then also congrats to Casey McMullen for winning the sneaky five pack yellow optic pulsar packs yep so i'll I'll be in touch so uh for me logan thanks again for watching we appreciate that very much please like leave comments on youtube or podcast and i guess that's it well we will catch everybody next week have a safe week weekend and we're out of here if i can sit the outro there we go bye